to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ultimate Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Dante. And our guest this week is another fellow Instagrammer, Miss Bianca, aka Little Jiu Jitsu Monster. So, welcome, Bianca. Good evening. Good evening. I had been following Bianca and, and she had been following me as well. I put up a post recently of a ladder drill and she tagged me and posted a video of her performing that ladder drill and doing it quite impressively so we got the chatting and as she's you know telling me her story just like in regular conversation i was like holy shit like let's talk but in this world that we're in now especially me with podcasting like i don't want to just talk like through chat i want to record it so bianca with your jiu-jitsu journey as we were kind of discussing in in the chat when did it start like what was your first martial art that that's where i should start well the way that i came into any kind of i guess i started off with striking i uh had been working out i have lost 140 pounds. I started working out just at Planet Fitness uh, till I was there six days a week, two times a day. And uh, I saw a poster for a tough man. And I don't know why uh, I thought that I should do it. It was three one minute rounds. And I figured I could do anything for a minute. So uh, my cardio, I'd been doing like 45 minutes twice a day of cardio. And I figured that I could absolutely just survive in that situation. It was very funny. It wasn't until I was in the pit of that event when I was surrounded by fighters that even though they were amateurs, they were fighters. They were like, you know, what's your what's your background? What kind of training have you done? I'm like, none. I've never boxed. And I was just there ready to box and I was a big girl still then I was about 190 pounds still and um, the blessing that came from that is that I met all of the owners and local fighters and coaches around the area where I lived I went up against a girl that was 260 pounds that night because my weight bracket was just like 185 and above and me and that girl fell in I didn't get knocked down or out uh, there's some videos on Instagram and some pictures of me in that fight. And after that, I started going to classes and striking and cardio kickboxing. And all of my friends at this gym were always telling me to stay for jujitsu. You should definitely stay with us. You would love it. And I'm like, absolutely not. That is way too intense. There's no way that I would even like that. <laughs> And um, it took a whole year before they finally convinced me to come in. And I immediately lost 20 pounds. And not only did I kind of fall into it very naturally, I was so much better at jujitsu than I was at like striking or kickboxing. I just immediately was moving better. It was just 
it was kind of obvious that that's what I should have been doing. And that was actually kind of at this point, uh, almost three gyms ago at this right now, I train in three or four different places almost every week. I go to Altus, Oklahoma to train at a 10th planet gym and I coach the kids classes over there. And then I also go to Wichita Falls, Texas twice a week to do three classes a night with uh, girls and ghee. And then I have like all these black belts over there. And I look back and it's been about three years now and I see all of the different people that I've had opportunities to meet in all of these uh, tournaments and events. My first year competing, I got seven medals at AGF tournaments that I did. I got uh, four golds and three silver in brackets that were, you know, loaded. And um, I fell in love with competing. And then once I got my blue belt, I started doing super fights. And uh, I've got my six super fight as a blue belt coming up. So you just basically jumped right into the fire. It wasn't, you know, like, like a lot of us is kind of the, uh, let me, you know, go try this out. We stumble into something. It didn't, uh, I think I like this, you know, maybe I want to compete. No, you just jumped right in. There's a charm to that. How long ago was this that you started any of this? Um, my tough man was September of 2017 and I started jujitsu September of 2018 and okay. I got my blue belt right. June I got you. of 2020. Okay. Congrats on that. So you said you got your sixth super fight coming up. How are you feeling about it? I'm extremely excited. I'm doing the lowest weight bracket I've ever done. I am doing a gi super fight in the cage at 125. Uh, I am going up against a girl that is typically an MMA fighter. And um, I'm just really excited. My training camp has been really fierce. I'm lifting and uh, just drilling absolutely everything offensively, especially. I... uh, I've never been submitted at a tournament or in a cage match. And uh, so this time, you know, as I progress in these super fights, I'm becoming more offensive. I'm, you know, I'm progressing in my attacks. I'm hoping that this time my last two super fights uh, ended in my submission. So I'm hoping that this one will be the same. Good. When you went into your first super fight or not just your first super fight, but your first Jiu-jitsu match. How'd you feel? Um, very anxious. I was uh, very nervous to perform well for my coaches, I think, more than anything. I wanted to make my team proud. And uh, I'm really grateful that I did really well. Uh, I hate watching myself now. If I see that I'm not even moving, it's just like the worst thing ever to see. But it's beautiful to see the growth for sure. <laughs> Sure, definitely that. And when you got into the super fights, how'd you feel going into that? Um, I think that I am very blessed that my first super fight was against this a tremendous, uh, this tremendous jujitsu practitioner. Her name's Stephanie Madden. 
they call her Stephanie Sunshine Madden. She's the founder of the Forever Fighter Foundation, which uh, sponsors me at my super fights now. And uh, everything happens for a reason. And God put us together in that match. I actually, uh, this was one of the earliest matches that Rage in the Cage had jujitsu. So we didn't have to weigh in like officially or anything. And there was kind of a really big size difference. And we went a full eight minutes just battling it out. And uh, the end of that match, I'm passing and the buzzer goes off and we're very close to each other. And I go, was that it? And she said, yes. And we hugged and fell onto the ground. And like, it was, it was just great. And we became the best of friends. She's actually pregnant, expecting twins right now, which is crazy because it's a year ago now. But um, because of that super fight, I made all these connections now with Rage in the Cage. I know all, like, I know almost all of the fighters that do MMA and that do that. And that's actually what's leading to me wanting to step into MMA, hopefully next year. It's just all growing that way. I'm going to try to keep the topics of junk food and pastries down to a minimum. I know you're cutting, you're getting ready to get get in uh, to your next match. So I'll be respectful. I look all cut up because I'm losing all the fat. So I look all cut up. So that's where I was actually about to go. I was like, since we conversed through Messenger on uh, Instagram, now all of a sudden, every time I open up my my Instagram feed, you're like one of the top like three or four uh, posts that come up. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. And it's not even like a new post. It's like from days ago. So, and it's like lots of weightlifting and stuff. So, so you know, that, that that's awesome. That's what the first half of my day usually looks like. I um, started going because of COVID. I mean, again, I used to go to Planet Fitness and lift there, but not at all. These people are superhuman power lifters. I mean, it's amazing. And um, I started saying that I was going to go a couple of times a week. It was just going to be, you know, to complement my jujitsu, to get a little stronger and, I am now obsessed with going in and watching them do all these strongman events. I was actually about to go compete with them the week after my super fight. I'm not positive. I may still do it, but it's kind of a lot. It's, it's a lot of training to lift crazy stuff. I don't know if you saw that last post, but it's a lot of different type of lifting events. What's your favorite submission? I like Kimuras from several different directions. I like the paper cutter from Mount and not that I don't like it, but I get rear naked chokes a lot because I'm good about uh, just ending up on the back. So, I mean, I really have favorites from every direction that I end up in. All, all of those are amongst my favorite. Well, the paper cutter, not so much for my teammate. He loves the paper cutter. So I've become much better at defending it. I just don't like to do it. It's not that I don't like to do it. I can't do it. I, it's <laughs> not even that I can't do it. It's just that ain't I don't that, really practice doing truth, it. truth, man. I used to but say that, and then I've been learning more and more that that's the actual truth of that. <laughs> yes. I used to say I didn't like, uh, like so, arm, arm in. 
lean, like the arm in triangles. I used to be like, no, I don't really do those. Aren't my mm-hmm. game. And now, like, I'm using them more and more. I'm like, mm, maybe I couldn't do them. <laughs> it's funny what we think isn't our game until it becomes our game. So yeah. So in a lot of your posts that I've seen, it looks like I, I don't know if you're. Okay. Um, shadow boxing or dancing? It, it looks like you're dancing in some of the things. Like, were you a dancer or do you dance? Um, so, not, uh, yes. Growing up, I took some dance classes around my city. And then as I got into high school, I used to do a lot of musicals. And I started taking like drop in college dance classes. But I just love to dance. And I think that when I was a bigger girl, I uh, didn't think that I looked a certain way, but I could move the ways that I was supposed to be moving. And now that I've lost all this way, I'm like, oh, so it looks right. So I was doing it right. I was just not looking right. <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> hey, but you're doing it. I mean, there, there are some people that you – Use every excuse in the book not to do anything. I I just figured out how to make reels. I just figured out how to make reels. Like you guys better be ready. (laughs) Good. I I need more more reels to steal from people because I'm not. I don't make any of my own content. And if I do, I do like my own meme maybe twice a year. I might put up a video once a year, but everything that I post is from someone else. So with everybody doing reels, and I'm like, good. Keep doing them because I need to take them. Yeah, I uh, I just figured out how to make them, and then today I just figured out how to remix them. So it's I'm gonna be making them all. I get lost watching them. Prior to training, were like were you an aggressive person, or did you get into fights before any kind of martial arts or anything? So I don't believe that I was terribly aggressive growing up but I do believe that I had misdirected energy which obviously could have been aggression I think very much that my I figured out just physical activity stabilized my mood tremendously and so then add jujitsu and I mean up the level of my physical activity all the time I become more aware of all of the benefits that come along with it. So yeah, for sure. I, um, I guess I could be more aggressive or I would be more aggressive or more angry if I didn't get to work out as often as I do. And I think that when the moment calls uh, for me to perform in that way, my aggression comes in well enough. <laughs> I'm strong. I, I think ready. we all scared that in common. <laughs> Uh, going into grappling and everything once you stepped onto the mat with jiu-jitsu what was your first memory just you know like going out there onto the mat and just what was that just like the emotions and the and the nerves and everything like for you going into your first just class period for jiu-jitsu well I started in a very unique environment I started uh strictly doing 5 a.m. classes three days a week. And I did that for probably the first four or five months that I did jiu-jitsu was three days a week at 5 a.m. It's the only time frame that I had available. And it was me 
and two training partners, one that is a uh, three straight purple belt now and another that's a black belt now. And they just beat the crap out of me <laughs> and, uh, you know, learned things and taught me everything really. Um, and my first tournament, just based on my training with them, I got gold. And I wasn't scared then when it was time to go into the bigger classes because I was ready for really what was worse. By the time I got there, I realized I was kind of one of the better ones. And I was just like, <laughs> well, let's, you know, I was like, well, like, let's keep going. And I, uh, by the time I had been training for maybe a year, I had gotten like 230 hours on the mats and that's like not counting open mats or seminars. And, um, I was doing two and three a days. I, every school that I go to, I end up coaching a kid's class. This is the first time now that I have my own kid's class. I've been hired to teach self-defense. I can only see it as green lights from God that this is what I'm supposed to be doing the way that it's been progressing is kind of apparent, like even for me who likes to deny what is good for me, I guess. <laughs> I think that's one of those things too, is for a lot of us that get into martial arts period and those of us who embrace it, you know, those other doors open up. Like when I started yeah. off, I came in, you know, this quiet guy didn't want to, you know, I was just there to train. Like, I came in by myself. I didn't, you know, come in a group of people or anything. I just showed up, got beat up real rough the first few months because I didn't have a gi and I was going to gi class. And I think they got sick of me. So <laughs> they're just like, all right, beat this dude's ass. And plus, they didn't give you a gi. Well, so, so one of the um, bigger guys, he's huge. He comes to me one day, was like, hey, dude, I have a gi for you. He gave me. An A5, which just it, it looked it looked like a little brother got into the big brother's clothes when I put that thing on, it, and I appreciate I appreciate it. Roll up the sleeves. <laughs> I, like I, yeah, I was like, can I cut this? Can I hem this? Can I do anything? Um, you know, and coincidentally enough, or ironically enough, however you want to count it, I ended up my wife ended up uh, picking up a gi for me. That same weekend. So it worked out. But from that point, you know, I was just that guy, that quiet guy. But, you know, over, you know, over time, as I started showing up more, they're like, hey, you know, we want you to, you know, come work with the kids class and, you know, see how you like that. And, you know, from that point, it just became this thing where, you know, I used to teach preschool. So I'm already familiar with how to teach and how to communicate with you know children but now putting me in this atmosphere I, I've embraced it I love it so I, and I think that's the same thing with you it's like you're here you know you're on the right path the doors are opening and I feel like if we didn't enjoy this those opportunities wouldn't come about for us you know we just be kind of biding time but you know not really embracing it my hope is that the reason that I am being elevated where I am is because I'm the right kind of person. And that's kind of what I 
coach self-defense for, what I coach these little girls for, why I embrace all of my sisters in jujitsu so tremendously is that I really think that it matters who is trained, who is strong, who I think that if the good guy is trained, then there will be less problems in the world, less bad people. People will have less balls to do the things that the good guy won't want you to do. And so I will forever be running in every direction, spending every extra moment that I have pouring out what I know into whoever is willing to listen that has the right heart for it. I think that's an important thing there too. What you mentioned over heart, they just people, they just have the right heart for this because. Don't you, know, you hate when used to be that old and they're just like the worst kind of human being mm-hmm. and they're just spreading yeah. just toxicity into the world. I am all about yeah. flipping that upside down. And I think it is absolutely yeah. doable. <laughs> Absolutely. Most black belts that I've encountered have all been super wonderful mm. people. So Absolutely. That's, it's a blessing. That's why I tell people jujitsu people are amazing. It does not happen mm-hmm, very yes. often that I've met one that I've been like, you don't deserve your following. You know what I mean? Which it happens yeah. every once in a while, but no, I absolutely adore almost every black belt that I know. I'm my very good friend, uh, jujitsu dad bod on instagram i yeah he is one of the best people i know um i ben lozano who is the head of just even the gym that one of the gyms that i'm coaching at wichita falls like these are great people i don't know if you know bub mcdaniel but he um fought in the ufc and he trains at red river and he is a tremendously good soul as well and i have had him in my pit several times now uh for rage in the cage and like again it's so beautiful how like jujitsu can network these right kind of people with each other too so that's what i love that like we have all of these good guys and the more I get elevated in this community, the more networking I can do, the more I can connect with these people and and it falls into place. So naturally, like, look at us. How did even that, how did that even happen? Because I was doing what I just do. Like (laughs) I think again, just, you know, the good will always rise. You know, I've encountered on Instagram, at least not in person, some rotten black belts and some rotten grapplers period and you know i don't think martial arts you know makes everyone good or makes people good as much as it's you know if you're a good person you're doing martial arts you know that helps you to to the life of a christian (laughs) (laughs) it's very it's very closely associated i mean it feels the same way to me all the time you know people don't believe in genuine, genuinely good hearts almost at all anymore. And the thing is that like even genuinely good hearts are human and have ego and have like themselves, their humanity in place. But like all of this 
blessing of power that comes with learning jujitsu, being a person that could hurt somebody if they need to. It matters because the choice in that moment, it's, I mean, it's the same as being anybody in any position of power. You don't want somebody that is going to use it to hurt people. You want to be there able to do it and not having to. (laughs) No, that's absolutely right. That that's just like you said, in anything with anyone with power, you know, you want to, you know, you don't want someone that's ill intent, you know, or ill willed, you know, in power. And that's just, I always say in my heart, I truly believe that majority of people on the planet are good. I typically say 80%. And I always get a lot of pushback about that. But the thing is, there are a lot of people that are doing good. But from someone else's perspective, it's not good. And, you know, you have to look at the character, you know, and and the intention of the person that's doing it. And I don't know, whenever, you know, whenever I I, I do anything at work, you know, I might be, you know, taking some rounds off at work. I might be a little lazy at work every so often, but when I have to work with one of my tenants and they can't pay their bill or, you know, things are about to get rough for them, you know, my manager and I, we, we try to do what we can. And it's not even a thing of, you know, doing anything, you know, just kind of looking for brownie points. It's like, we all are people. We got to look out for each other. And I, I, I definitely see that in the jujitsu community just all around with a lot of people that I've encountered, you know, that I always praise where the community. Have you not met, where have you not heard that jujitsu people are the best people? And it's not just <laughs> us that says it. I mean, it's not just us. I mean, I'm so grateful for every jujitsu practitioner that I've met at tournaments. At, they're, they're so welcoming. You are, if you're at oh, yeah. a tournament and you, need something for your kid if you lost something if you need help if you need a rash guard like i have seen people just come above and beyond i've seen people with different types of abilities come together and then i've seen the jiu-jitsu community branch out in other ways and my whole thing I, if you see on my page, my mantra is just Jesus and jujitsu. And I wish that I could kind of like spread that energy in every direction. But um, the more we compete, the more we start elevating ourselves into the public eye of competitive. I mean, all of this, all of this competitive showmanship that's going on on pay-per-view, all this UFC, all of this is going to turn in our favor. <laughs> it's like already happening. And it's like, so we better be ready to rise up and be the right kind of people here. So I'm loving it. I see it happening. I see all these, mm-hmm. all these good hearts. Like I, I feel like I almost know them because I watch them compete. I watch their lives i feel sorry for them i see their humanity when they fight with each other on tv i'm just like dude this is gonna be rough but like let's keep on going like it's it's tough <laughs> when jiu-jitsu gets to that point where it's like jiu-jitsu is really picking up in the mainstream but when it really hits 
you know, it, it's, you know, our duty to answer that call and show them that, you know, we're not just a bunch of thugs. We're not just a bunch of meatheads. When you look at the average jujitsu practitioner, you know, it's usually, you know, what would have looked like your high school nerd who who's doing it. And, you know, people don't expect that. My wife's best friend once made a comment years ago, and I'm sure she still feels this way because she's the kind of individual that she gets stuck on a thing and her mindset doesn't change. She's just stuck in her ways. But she had made a comment about jujitsu practitioners being bullies and starting fights. And my wife brought this info back to me. <laughs> and I, was, I, I said to her, I was like... Yeah. Uh, you know, I says to my wife, I was like, well, what evidence does she have for that? You know, because she's never been to my gym. She's in, you know, at the time, her son was taking Taekwondo and she asked when I, I'd been teaching the kids for about a year, she goes, do they ever sit down and talk about the history of jujitsu with the kids? And do they go over this? No, that. And I told my wife, I was like, no, because we're too busy teaching the kids how to learn jujitsu and defend themselves. And it's, I'm not knocking Taekwondo by any means, but it's like, look, man. We're here to, you need to be you concerned know. with the kind of person that I am helping you raise. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's absolutely the whole point is your attitude in here, your energy in here and the effort that you're putting through with your team. Like, I love that about and I'm grateful that that's a parent, though, and like not a kid because hopefully yeah. the kid is. But it's unfortunate because like maybe and probably, you know, that often leaks down a generation but i tell people if your kids will not be the bully he will stop the bully like how how backwards you know (laughs) in in most cases you know that's absolutely right you know we're we're the ones that are gonna you know stop the fight we're not starting a fight and it's funny because whenever you know i hang out with him i don't hang out with him too too often um in recent years but when I have seen the kids the last few times, they immediately come to me and start trying to wrestle. And, you know, the daughter says to me one, one time, it was like, Hey, you can teach us self-defense. And I was like, I mean, I could, but I would prefer you talk to your parents about that first. I don't want to step on any toes, but trust me, I would love like to teach them jujitsu, but I don't want to, you know, Pissed them, you know, pissed their parents off, you know, just because I know how they feel about, you know, yeah. one martial art versus the other and their, their preconceived ideals about the others. Like, unless you've been to a jiu-jitsu gym, unless you've been to a tournament, you know, unless you've watched a, a competition on TV on, on, you know, flow grappling or anything, you don't know. And and, and, and that's what hurts is that they're assuming people that were not like violent bad guys for some reason they get this idea. It's very strange. I don't know why. Anyway, it's it's funny for me, and I'm grateful that like I have a really good church community. And uh, when I started cage fighting, it was kind of a beautiful thing that they came out to support me. My first came out to. Um, I first came out to uh, 
I want to say Sea of Victory was the one that I came out to and I won. But the first song I came out to, I will let you know in a minute once I think of it, that I came out to worship songs <laughs> and I invited the people in my church. And the only reason that they came is because they knew me and they were, they would never be at an MMA event. And the thing is that now that they all know this, the community of people that are showing up, you know how many more worship songs showed up in the walkout songs for Rage in the Cage after that? It was like, it started happening more. And when I came out, everybody was standing and was in worship. It changed the whole space. And it's like, all of a sudden, you have a different kind of battle going on in the cage. And people don't associate that. And it's like, this is our whole life where we're at right now. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing, no matter what I'm doing. And so it's, it's nice. I see it happening. I see the wrestling happening. And I definitely see both kinds of energy in the UFC world, too. It's happening. <laughs> it's, you know, again, just disheartening when people mischaracterize us. I think part of what might come with that is, you know, people just lump in jiu-jitsu with UFC in MMA period. So, you know, they might see, I don't want to, you know, throw any specific fighter's name in there as a bad example, but they might see, you know, fighter a, you know, running their mouths and, and being aggressive, you know, but they're not looking at fighter B because fighter B, you know, is soft-spoken. So the media is not going to put them on blast. They're just going to focus on the loud mouth, but you know, people tend to see that and they think, Oh, okay. You do jujitsu, you do martial arts, you, you know, they connect it all together. To have a certain kind of energy. And, you know, I see people in the pits all the time kind of listening to very negative, aggressive. I'm not that person. And it's funny because I do very well, very much loving my opponent and having all kinds of great. It's, it's such a great fun for me. And you can see if you if you see my pictures competing, like I'm always smiling, literally in the middle of my entanglement, like I am having a good time. And the moment that I submit you, I'm checking to make sure that you're still having a good time. Like, <laughs> And um, I can't relate to the people that have some serious ego issues. And I think that the more you train, the less ego you have. I really believe that but then you know I, I i feel that in people that i know and people that train more and more and more than the regular practitioner or something like that that like they are better people because of their discipline they are more disciplined with their character but then i see somebody that's a disciplined fighter on the news you saw some mma fighter on in any of the circuits around you know bare knuckle whatever and i'm like these people train and they put, and so I've made a post on Facebook about this. Don't, and I'm like, don't think the bad guy's not working as hard as you are. It's like they are out there just working their asses off for all the wrong reasons. Like, you know, and, and they're there, man. And it's crazy to see, you know, then everybody be like, oh, I want to be like that guy. And so that's where you get that kind of persona that's like, oh, I'm going to be that. I'm going to be a to be a tough person and I feel like the toughest yeah. people that I know are not fools and like don't do any of that like <laughs> no. it's funny it, it's, <laughs> it's always just interesting when you see the the grapplers and the fighters that are doing well you know even when you go 
to MMA, you look at, you know, the older UFC where you had George St. Pierre, who's this quiet guy going out there destroying everyone. You know, you, you go out there and you look at the uh, <laughs> you look at the PFL or even Bellator, you know, a lot of their champions, you know, are super humble people who are just about their business or super disciplined. You know, I love and it, I, I, I know so many like black belts that I just know, or not even just black belts, super disciplined athletes that are tremendous in their game. It really is whatever your discipline is and what you're doing, what you're pouring into it, and what you're bringing out with what you get from it. And, you know, the someone at this point, I'm like the power lifters that I know, the boxers that I know, the jujitsu practitioners that I know, it, Muay Thai, kickboxing. I've met at this, I ev- have even met insanely disciplined karate practitioners lately that do all kinds of weapons training that I am so in mm-hmm. awe of because of the level of discipline. And then again, what they choose to present and do with their lives. Like, gotta love it. Yeah. Well, I, think <laughs> I hope what's that beautiful. As, a, as a community, as a community, as a whole, the jujitsu practitioners that are elevated, the black belts, the ones that end up on all the platforms all continue to kind of have that general energy. I think that for us, we're doing the best that we can for that, like in our humanity. I don't think we're doing a bad job of looking like we give about our, I don't know, our reputation. Yeah. I think with, you know, just again, our community, this jujitsu community, I think a big thing in it all is just being good to each other, taking care of each other, looking out for each other, just looking at, you know, the jujitsu community on Instagram in itself and how there's so much support amongst everyone, whether it be, I know I'm with a tight knit group of people that if, if, you know, they say they need something, I have no problem with, you know, doing it. I was talking to a friend the other day and I was, you know, I was just going through a rough time and they, they ordered me a pizza to cheer me up. And That's like, I, I gotta tell you, it, <laughs> it actually, I, I, I was sitting there at work and I started crying. I was like, dude, like you just send me a pizza. I was like, you know, and you know, it, it's just those little gestures where, you know, you you just have this community that they know you're hurting. They'll they'll try to you know they'll try to help you. They know you need something. They'll try to give, you know. And for anyone who's not within this community to say anything about us and you know assume about us, it's like, come on, do you you don't know us? So don't do it. I'm super grateful, super grateful for what's happening and how uh, how it's moving forward and growing. I can't wait to keep on competing as uh, the years progress. I hope to in a decade or so uh, have my black belt and I can see it already. I can see myself in rooms of people that are training and me just observing all of these people getting more confident and becoming better human beings is all I can hope for. 
to just be in service. <laughs> be of I, use is what Angelina Jolie said, correct? <laughs> I think as we move forward, and just again, as the sport grows in popularity and understanding, I, I think, you know, our ambassadors, you know, the people who who represent the sport, you know, will really shine and be highlighted. But not only that, I think it, I want to believe that it will draw in, you know, more great people as well. That's the dream. <laughs> I hope to be surrounded by some just groups and groups of more than anything, women. I love coaching my little girls. Not that I don't love my little boys. Not that I don't love my male training partners. You guys beat me up. Y'all are great. But my sisters and empowering these women, I see that God puts me there. And um, I want to keep showing up for that. And I'm super grateful. Super grateful every time that I get to be on a podcast with you and the cage for summer shared on a post. I just hope that everybody sees the kind of person that I am in every direction and sees that this kind of person can be somebody that is also very strong and whoop somebody's butt if I have to. <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, my discussions with you, just this conversation alone, you know, I have no doubt, you know, you're going to, you're going to do great things in the sport. You're going to move forward. And that's excellent. It, I'm always happy when I talk to someone in, in this community and you just get that feeling that they're running with it. They're going to take it and, and grow. So, you know, kudos to you. I started raining. Ah, okay. I, I saw you take off. I was like, Oh, no, it started raining. So I came under the, under the thing. Fair enough. Um, what's the date? What's the date on your uh, super fight? It is August 6th at the Oklahoma City Farmers Market. And it's part of a two night event, summer fights. Uh, it's roll in a cage and rage in a cage. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is blowing up so much in this cage situation that we have to have our own day now. So that's a good thing. And uh, doors open at 730 tickets on Stubwire. <laughs> is there any way to watch this uh, through a stream or anything? Yes, it's on Fight TV. And um, I will be posting, uh, I mean, Fight TV is an app. And I think it's $20 to watch the event. And it's a full night of roles. It'll be starting even with kids, which is going to be really tremendous. Kids super fights are always uh really interesting to watch these kids go at it so it's going to be a good night absolutely they're the future yeah i i give it to them it's it's so scary for us imagine how brave and tremendously amazing those kids are and they can usually do these acrobatic things <laughs> oh yeah yeah i see our kids doing crazy things i'm just like uh, um Wow. They don't okay. weigh anything. That's brave. Oh. <laughs> they don't weigh anything. No. No, no. So, yeah, what I'll uh, definitely make sure to put that in the notes and, and shout that out as well. And on the 6th, I will more than likely be home and tuning in. So I'll make sure that uh, that that's in the show notes for sure. And what is the name of the event? So that way the people listening can know as well. 
It's Rage in the Cage, Oklahoma City. It's Roll in the Cage, the Jiu-Jitsu Night. Okay. All right. So um, we'll make sure to get that posted so people know. And also, I want to know. I want to watch. So I'm excited okay. just seeing the hard work that you've been putting in. And I was like, nah, I got to watch the match. I can't because I've been watching the workout. It's going to be such a good match. Good. I, I, uh, I, I, I believe that- it. Last uh, question before we get out of here. Now that you are what I will call a veteran in, in grappling, thinking back to when you first started, because I like going back to the beginning, what's something that you wish you would have known then or what's some advice you would give a new grappler coming in that you wish you would have heard back when you started? To be consistent if I could tell, I mean, for somebody that's different, that's not me starting out, I tell them to be consistent and to trust that their consistency, no matter how droll it may feel, the drilling, to keep at it and drill and drill and drill. And for myself, I would tell myself that it's all going to pay off and that it will start happening and that it will click and that the, the moves that seem like will never happen in a real life sparring situation will start to happen for you. And it just takes honest work. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, when, when we look back at our beginnings, it is crazy what we know now and what we can pass on, what we wish we would have known then. So this is great advice. And, you know, anyone that's listening who hasn't started training, I know you want to. I know y'all. I know who's listening. Take that advice. Run with it, son. All right, Miss Bianca. We're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. But I want to thank you very much for being my guest on here and sharing your story. And we definitely got to do this again because I have some other questions for you that I I think I want to compile them a little differently and make it a whole specifically themed show. I I got some ideas and I like where this is going. Okay. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, um, we'll go ahead and put the the show notes together and make sure we promote your fight. But um, otherwise, for everyone listening, thank you. As always, we greatly appreciate uh, the support, the the downloads. The shares. (laughs) Yes. And all the shares. It's it goes a long way and it means more to me than you could ever imagine. A uh, big shout out to student of BJJ, my buddy, Zach. I shout him out every episode because this dude is really a great dude. You know, he has a great page. His app should be coming out very soon. I'm super excited for that. The app is uh, going to be called Champions Keep Score. Check out the Instagram and kind of get some details there. Also, big shout out to um, my good friend, JB Jits Bitch on Instagram. I'm drinking wine out of her mug this evening. So, um, you know, always, you know, check her out, support, you know. I love you, Jits Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, last but not least, big shout out to Nerd Rage Radio. I shout those guys out a lot too because that's where I got my podcast start. And those are all actual real life friends that I go up and see. Every so often, I'm going to go see them this weekend. So a uh, big shout out to Bobby, Joe, and Chris. Love you guys. 
Otherwise, everybody out there, again, I love you. Thank you so much. You guys keep listening. I will continue to keep making these shows. Thank you, y'all, and bye. Uh, good night.